Welcome to Real Talks, The Realtor Life. This is where we talk to real agents about their story and their journey in real estate. We'll discuss their beginnings, their struggles, and their ultimate successes. We peel back the layers and deliver a behind-the-scenes conversation that you, the listener, can find inspiration. My name is Nick Niaxi, and my intention is to share the authentic realtor life. Everybody, this is Nick Niaxi with uh, Real Talks. I'm here with John Ryan, who is a one of the top, if not the top, realtor in Whistler, uh, British Columbia. And um, this is episode 12. John, thank you for being on the show. Yeah, so John, you know, you have a very interesting story, but first let's just talk about your career. So how long have you been in the business for? I've been in Whistler selling 30 years. And I started, uh, um, did three years back in Mississauga, Oakville, Ontario, where I grew up. Right. And why did you get into into uh, real estate? My dad was in real estate. Um, he was still selling when he died at 83. So I kind of grew up in a real estate family. And uh, he tried to talk me out of it. But right. uh, when I finished uh, college, um, yeah, it was just kind of a natural progression. And uh, never looked back. So what did you what did you take in college? Uh, business. Business. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you're originally from... Uh, born in Toronto, raised in Mississauga, Mississauga. kind of right on the border of Mississauga and Oakville. Right, and then when did you come to Whistler? Um, late 80s, 88. Um, I started in May of 88 at Whistler Real Estate. Whistler Real Estate. So you came from Ontario, landed in Whistler, and you decided I want to be in real estate? or after? No, I was in real estate in Mississauga. Okay. I'd ski bumped here before I started. Uh, okay. Uh, before I um, started into real estate, so kind of always was in my blood, Whistler. Um, yeah, working hard and doing actually quite well for a young guy in, uh, in Mississauga, and then just couldn't get the mountains out of my system and uh, and made the move. So came out and uh, spent four months ski bumming again, and then uh, then started in May of '88, and uh, here we are. Holy cow! Yeah. So you just, any, this was a plan or this was a feeling or how did you all make it's, it's decision? My, my mom, she's passed away, but my mom years ago found a letter that I had written when I was ski bumming up here saying that, uh, so it was what, like late teens and um, this letter was basically complaining that I was surviving on craft dinner and rice aroni and, uh, um, and uh, that I, all I wanted was to live in Whistler, to have a really nice house, and to be the top realtor. And I never remember writing the letter, um, but uh, yeah, she found it in, in a box of, of stuff. And uh, so I guess it was in there somewhere. I, I don't remember writing the letter. <laughs> so, you, so what prompted you to write that letter? Do you, do you, I, well, I, most of it was complaining that I was starving. So okay. I was trying to get my parents to spend, send me some money. Um, and uh, yeah, and then I just, I guess the passion of Whistler, I just had fallen in love with it. and. Uh, and um, yeah, went back, and it's just a, a natural progression to get into the business, and uh, yeah. and uh, did well. You know, just was kind of did what I was told, and that was go door knock every day and phone canvas every night, and you know, early twenties making six figures, and uh, and wow, um, yeah, it was uh, it was some good times, and it was a great market back there at the time, and yeah, kind of hit it right, and then left just as it kind of had peaked and moved here and you know when I moved here there was only there was only 14 agents in town wow and uh, you know so I started doing mail outs and stuff that nobody was doing and everybody thought it was crazy and before I knew it I couldn't handle the amount of listings I had no kidding yeah now there's 100 I think 160 agents in town yeah 
Wow, that's a lot of agents for yeah, for, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, yeah. not a volume you do though. It's uh, it's uh, it's enough. It's, yeah, that's fine. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> so you actually, I don't know, with maybe knowing it or not, you wrote an affirmation. Yeah, you put yeah. it out there without even knowing without it. Without even you want you want it all. You, yeah. Now you can afford all the KD in the world. Yeah, yeah. And whatever. Put it in the Navy of the city, and you could get three boxes for ninety nine cents. I remember. There that. you go. Yeah. So so you hustled uh, to survive. Yeah. You're door knocking, mailers, so open we, houses. We leave a we leave a little thing on the doorknob that says, "Sorry, I missed you." Um, you yeah. know, with your details, and then we keep track. And at night, after dinner, we go back at phone canvas for three hours. I had a buddy, one of my best friend, and his dad was a top producer in real estate. So he just told us, "This is what you got to do," and we just did it. Yeah, we did. Uh, we worked our butts off, and right. we're very competitive with each other, and uh, it worked. So you had a group in your real estate firm that you guys worked together with, trying to build the business together, or like back then? Back then, just a buddy that oh, just a buddy, okay. one side of the street. I take together. We didn't share any listings or anything. Yeah. It was just dog eat dog, but it was just this competitive. Okay, you take that side. I'll take this side. It's half the time we flip a coin because we start getting superstitious over yeah. the side of the street. <laughs> yeah. So so you you actually had a, an accountability partner. Effectively, yeah, yeah, um, yeah, and very competitive, and very competitive. And uh, yeah. you know, when you're young, all of a sudden you start making, you know, back then that was a lot of money, and uh, um, yeah, it, uh, I liked it. So, how old were you when you started real estate? Early 20s, early 20s, and, you're, and then you were, and then your first year was a struggle, or did you see the results immediately? Um, it's, it was definitely more of a roller coaster. Yeah. You know, like you'd have a month where, oh my God, I did four deals. And then, you know, yeah. five weeks later, it's like, God, I can't get a deal. And I quickly learned that when you get busy, don't stop doing what got you busy. That's one of the biggest things I learned early was, you know, oh God, I did four deals. And all of a sudden I wasn't door knocking as much as I had been. Right. And right. I started looking back, okay, where did those deals come from? And it's like, okay get back right. on the phones or get back knocking. So so you went around, you started off with, you know, hungry, literally, hungry for food. <laughs> yeah. 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 And now you have, explain what you have right now. What's, I mean, you have a beautiful office, you have a great team. Yeah. So tell me about what you created. Um, yeah, we've, I've got a great team. I've got uh, three Aussie girls and a, a, a girl from Brits. So I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, uh, yeah, I would say last man standing, but I'm sitting here in a wheelchair, so I'm not even doing that. <laughs> we'll talk about it in a bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So two Susie and Danny are licensed, and then I'm right. a full time kind of admin uh, um, office manager, and then I've got a great uh, marketing girl that just focuses totally on marketing. On marketing, and, um, right? And you know, we do great business. We have lots of fun. Um, I try and compensate them well, and uh, yeah. Yeah, Everybody's happy. Yeah, we have yeah. a really good team. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, I think in a lot of ways we're the envy of of the real estate community up here. Um, you know, the girls. I don't have much turnover. You know, Susie's yeah. been with me since '07. Um, wow. Chrissy, who used to be with me, was with me 18 years, and then she started having kids, and uh, so she went and started that new career as a mom. But yeah, uh, um, yeah so I'm quite fortunate that. Um, yeah, I think you know what. Have fun, treat people right, and compensate them well. And, right. Uh, yeah, and we do well. So, do you keep track of your sales statistics, like how many units and doors you've sold in your the career? The girls would actually honestly know better than yeah. I. But um, I know I've done over four thousand deals in Whistler. Um, wow. Wow. You know, we do. You know, in our good years, that we just kind of 
in or coming through. You know, we were, you know, we were kind of 120 ends, 140 ends, and, you know, kind of 275 million plus in, in sales. So big numbers. Yeah, yeah big, big numbers. numbers. Yeah. Yeah. And you were involved in projects as well. So you, so, you know, in, in the nineties and as Whistler was growing, you're working hand in hand with developers Correct. creating Whistler. Effectively. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Yeah. 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 Like actually getting your vision, <laughs> getting to, you know, say, this is what we should build. And, you know, it was kind of, I won't say it was the wild, wild west, but, it, uh, you know, we we're kind of somewhat learning as we're going and, right. um, yeah, it was uh, it was the glory days. It was some fun times, and we've done I've done over fifty projects in Whistler. So, you know, right from little you know lot subdivisions right up to you know the Four Seasons Hotel, the Four Seasons Private Residence, and kind of everything in between. So. Yeah, and you were mentioning what we were talking prior to this recording uh, that um, your sellouts were incredible. You would be selling out one hundred thirty million in five hours. Yeah, we did uh, lineups. Yeah, 170 uh, plus at uh, 100 million in uh, the four seasons in five hours, and the private res was 110 million in in, uh, in four hours. You know, 37 residences. And if we had 38, we wouldn't have sold out. It literally was. Yeah, it literally was, it was like bang supply on. and yeah. demand met. And yeah, that was it. Was, yeah. We didn't want anything. Yeah, it was, we had we had 25 thousand dollar reservation deposits. In the morning, it's like, you know, I think we could probably hit 25, 28 sales. Right. And so we had all, you know, time slots when people could pick from around the world. And then we had a group that weren't ready to kind of give a $25,000 refundable deposit. So we just said, book them all at the same time to come to our sales center. Yeah. And they all showed up at the same time. And it just happened, you know, $3 million plus average. And, uh, and people were being spontaneous and, you know. And, and do you find that people, and with that strategy, people need a little bit of, um, re, uh, um, uh, I guess they, they need to feel like the decision they're making is good based on what other people well, want. Well, and there was, there was yeah. people within that room writing contracts that were well known in the Vancouver business community. So, right. so they're doing instantly, it. oh my God, if, if, you know, if Sam's doing it, well, I'm going to do it, right? Kind of thing. Yeah. And, uh, you know, so yeah, just they need to reaffirm their decision. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. people, so, people want what they can't have. 100%. Right? Yeah. 100%. <laughs> so creating yeah. that, yeah. creating that feeling of, of scarcity and yeah, lost urgency, opportunity yeah. and urgency. Yeah. yeah, it was, uh, that's it was good. something, but yeah, we literally, if we had one more, we wouldn't have sold out. <laughs> right. So I find it fascinating and I appreciate that you're, you're willing to talk about it. Um, John is in a wheelchair. Mm-hmm. You have been in, you have been in a wheelchair for how long? Mm, since 94. Since 94. And, and your, your business hasn't skipped a beat. It really didn't. No, yeah. I was in. Uh, I munched myself pretty good in a car accident. Yeah. Um, 90, uh, late '94, came back to the office in April of '95. Okay. Um, and was like, I'm going to be number one in the valley. You know, that wow. in '95, and so that was the goal, and and I achieved it. And, uh, um, yeah, That's I just kind of. Yeah, you know, in a mountain town, it's kind of crazy that yeah. you're in a wheelchair, but. Um, and I get around, you know, obviously we have a lot of condo buildings and stuff, which is great. But even in the houses, um, um, you know, the girls carry me up and downstairs and, um, yeah, we make it happen. I, w- I always tell the story probably five, seven years ago, we, um, we had a call, the guy liked our website, going to list his house. 
Um, so we go in this kind of an older cabin over in Brio and get there, and there's over 65 stairs to get to the front door. This guy had no idea I'm in a wheelchair. Right. And so we get up and, and you know, knock on the door, and the guy answers it. And his face, I knew I had the listing as soon as he opened the door because he's just like, oh my God, how's this guy in a wheelchair at my front door? <laughs> yeah. Just, uh, yeah. That's then, incredible. Yeah. So you, so do you, did you find that, you know, you're going down your, your path and you had that, you know, life altering a moment and then your ability to adapt is, it, that's, a, that's an extreme version of adaptation, especially yeah. in real estate on a mountain in snow. Yeah. It's like you would never, you would never think that anybody could actually do that, but then to see that it can be done, you know, it must impact other people, especially people who've been through your similar scenarios in a positive way. You must have impact on so many people without even knowing it just by hopefully. doing what you're doing. Yeah, hopefully. Yeah, you know, I, I always was quite open with, you know, with the rehab centers and hospitals that I would go down and talk if anybody oh. was struggling kind of right. thing. Because right? it's, if you told me the day before, if you told me November 10th, 1994, you'd never walk again, I probably would have said, shoot me. Like I truly, that would have been right. my reaction. But until you're dealt with cards, you don't know how you're going to, you don't know how you're going to react and right. deal with it. And uh, I instantly was like, you know, what can I still do? You know, can I still drive a car? Can I still have sex? Can I, you know, what can I still do? Right. And I really kind of didn't focus on what? that I couldn't play my, you know, I love beach volleyball back in the day, right? And you right. Know, so those days are over, right? So I just kind of focus on what can I still do? And uh, wow. a lot of good sports out there. You know, I've done the yeah. New York Marathon three times, San Diego wow. Marathon. Um, I wheeled across Canada in 99. Oh, no kidding. You know, so that was, you know, that was the ultimate marathon. That was almost 9,000 kilometers. Yeah. You know, raising money for spinal cord research. So, yeah, just kind of, yeah, and, you know, I used to be the guy that would write the checks to charities. And then I started, okay, I'm going to raise money doing things, right? So we have a $6 million share for spinal cord research that, wow. we, uh, that we did. And uh, I wheeled across in 99. So, yeah, so it just kind of, yeah, it's just a different path. And, uh, um, you know, I'm six foot four. I went from six foot four to I always say the four foot six, but I think I'm more around five feet just up here. But uh, um, yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's uh, it's life, and I don't even really think about it. Like it's just become, you know, it's what's that? It's twenty coming on twenty five years actually. Well, right in November it'll be twenty five. Um, so you must not really give a lot of sympathy to people who are saying, well, I can't do this because this, 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 and this. And it's like, probably it's not the right guy to, to, to talk to, to right. To, to, to ask wine, for to wine to, to right. <laughs> <laughs> but sometimes you don't even have to say anything, right. You yeah. just give the look and they're like, Oh God, what am I saying? Yeah. What am I doing? I can, I can do this. Yeah. yeah. Just, yeah. yeah. Um, so, so after the accident, you, you, you picked it up and it sounds like you're a guy that once you get something on your mind, it's going to happen regardless. You will get to that goal. It's I'm like, a big dreamer. Yeah. And it always starts with a dream for me, hundred percent in everything, whether it's, you know, having that house in Hawaii or, you know, the house, or, you know, whatever you're living in or the car or the trip or whatever, it all starts with a dream, right? Right. But, uh, I'm usually, usually quite fortunate. I so, get there. So are you able to take that dream and, and break it down and how you're going to get there or is this going to, or is it more emotional where you're just going to look at that dream and just focus on that dream until you get there? Yeah. I'm not, um, as I say, I'm not very analytical guys. So right. it, it's a lot of emotion and, um, you know, I think we all know what, you know, what gets you, what you want, you know, yeah. especially in business and that it's not rocket science that, you know, it's, 
putting in the hours and hard work and talking to as many people as possible and yeah. having knowledge and being ethical and yeah, it's uh, yeah. yeah, and it's a very relationship driven business which I love people and you know and get along great with people right and, um, you know so it definitely you know it definitely a lot of it comes naturally. And you're so you're 30 years in the business. You're saying 30 in Atlas of Real Estate. Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. And do, and do you find yourself still working the same uh, amount of hours? Yeah. Made, yeah. yeah. You know, it's technology has sure made it nice that um, right. You know, you can uh, weekends you can still be totally engaged in doing things, but not necessarily in here at nine in the morning like it right. used to be on a Saturday or a Sunday. Right. A lot of times I was the only guy in here. Yeah. But um, yeah, no, still, yeah. A lot of people think I should kind of disconnect a little more, right, and get a little more balance. But uh, yeah. it's a work. I think you're progress. doing pretty well. Yeah, yeah. yeah no but, kidding. Yeah. Wow. So, do you have a lot of young agents that come up to you and ask for advice? Yeah. Yeah. And what lot. and what would you, in generically, give these young agents? Uh, um, what type of advice would you give them? Um, probably my biggest thing is product knowledge. Like, I think if you know what you're talking about, yeah you're suddenly not selling or sounding like you're selling, you know, if you just have that confidence in what you're talking about. So that's probably my number one thing. And, you know, focus on a, a neighborhood that you like or, you know, focus on buildings that you like and just become that expert in that. And then from there, it'll just grow to more and more. But, uh, um, yeah, in this town, it's crazy, but I still think open houses work, you know, and, you can now go to an open house and be totally connected. So why sit in the office being distracted when you can go sit, uh, you know, do your work at the open house and yeah, then somebody comes and, in and, and present. Yeah. You know, yeah. we don't, I don't, we don't participate in letting other agents advertise our, our listings and that, but I'm hundred percent. If you ever want to sit one of my listings and do an open house all day long. Right. You know, so if you're new, go sit, you can go sit at a $20 million house or, a, you know, uh, $400,000 condo or whatever, right? So, Incredible. but it is a numbers game. You got to get out there and you got to, yeah, you got to meet people. And right. the vast majority of people you'll see at open houses here in Whistler already own in Whistler. So they're either upgrading or downgrading their situation. Right. But, um, you know, so there's always listening sitting out there. Um, you know, yeah. it's, uh, chances are they're not going to buy what you're sitting and what you're going to make that contact. And, and, and do you get approached? from a lot of young realtors who want to start in the Whistler market? Um, yeah. You do? I yeah. do, yeah. I get taken to a lot of lunches over the years. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but, um, yeah, it's uh, it's not an easy market to, to break into up here. Um, I don't think maybe it's an easy to, in this day and age, to break into any market. Yeah, but, um, it's true. You know, it's, you know, there's 150, 160 of us up here, and I bet you 10 of us still do 80 plus percent of the business. Yeah. Right. And would you, you know, people talk about leverage in real estate, especially when you're a young realtor. Would you recommend a young realtor who's starting off, you know, find a mentor, you know, learn that way, have somebody they can go to and ask questions about and really learn the business itself? Because, you know, you can get stuck behind a desk learning, uh, but you well, don't know what you do. get stuck in front of a computer thinking, justifying their day because they're throwing up your know, email here or there or whatever, right? right? Yeah, no, it's... So hammering yeah, the doors. Yeah, you know, just, yeah, like, you know, to, to be coached in that or, you know, even to, I'm not adverse to, you know, I've never had it because my girls are all kind of are, you know, they're just on our team kind of thing. But, right. um, 
you know, you see a lot where people start out and get on a team, you know, and get a couple of years under their belt and then and do their own on their own. And that's yeah. not a bad, that's not a bad process. And, um, right. I've never had it. I've never had anybody leave, you know, and go and try and do it on their own. So maybe I'm paying them too much. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> we won't say anything. Yeah, no, they're, yep. they're worth every cent. Yeah, that's right. Um, so, so, I mean, you, you are, you have everything here in terms of you have the, you're at the top of the industry in Whistler and probably in, you know, in, you're up there in all of Canada as well, even North America for the volume that you do. You have a great team. So what, you know, what, what motivates you to do more? What, what's, what's a, cause you're goal oriented. Mm-hmm. So there must be something else that's keeping you there. Is it? Don't I love, I love what I do. Yeah. Like, you know, it's. Meet incredible people in Whistler. We're very, very spoiled because we meet people from all over the world. Um, a lot of times, you're their only contact or connection to Whistler, so then you become friends. Right. Um, I always say I could travel the world and just have an incredible year trip in that, and just visiting clients around the world. Right. Right. So, you know, so very fortunate that way. And do you do that? Um, yeah, not as much as uh, I should. Um, we're going to do a big one in Hong Kong this year because we've done a ton of business out of Hong Kong. So we're actually going to do a bit of a dog and pony show, but right. host some big dinners and events just as a thank you, um, right? You know, to, to the clients. And, and do you find that you that you aver- do you advertise in Hong Kong for Whistler Real Estate, or is it more referral? Based? Um, we. We focus a lot on on uh, our website. You know, we get over a hundred thousand visits a year. Um, wow! You know, so it's um, and so yeah, you kind of pay to play with Google, and so you know, I make sure that we're you know at, at the top, you know, internationally, not just in Canada. So right. here in the UK or Australia or Hong Kong, and um, you know, we should be popping up. And do you find that's a big part of your? business growth yeah is the online presence very much you know it helps with getting listings for sure yeah um you know the girls are right into instagram right now yeah um you know sort of working with some of the the bigger boys with instagram and that's been that's been good it's helping you out yeah yeah yeah. it's it's tough to to figure out kind of where the business always comes from i got a really good buddy who's the top remax agent and i think in the world now um, Jordan Cohen out of uh, just north of LA. Oh yeah, yeah, and, yeah. Uh, great guy. And um, he always he told me the story. He goes, you know, say Johnny, you got to get on Instagram. And he goes, goes, tells me a story. And he's had lots of deals directly from Instagram. But he goes, right. the one that he loved was he just listed this cool place in Malibu for eight million, call it, and uh, and um, gets a call. And this guy's like. Um, you know, I really want to see this house and so this is the house. I love it. And so Jordan afterwards, like, like, like where did you, you know, just curious, where did you see? He goes, it's a funny story. He goes, I was cooking pancakes that day I met you and, uh, and my nine-year-old had a, a friend uh, on a sleepover and I'm cooking pancakes and he's like, hey, uh, Mr. Smith, you should buy this house on Instagram here and shows him the house on Instagram and that was... That's how we wow. contacted Jordan, yeah, a nine-year-old. Wow. <laughs> so even though you might think their target market isn't uh, well, on yeah. Instagram, well, the kids are. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and they're yeah, following. He's the big... He had another guy out of Poland or something that ended up buying a lot. And then while he was building, he needed a house. He went and bought a house for $5 million from him while he was building. And that, and he go ahead and he, that was directly from Instagram. And, and Jordan's you... got a huge following. Like he's, he, he does. He's a big yeah. Boy. Yeah. yeah. Are you finding that you are... 
people are engaging with your Instagram account right now? Yeah, more and more. Yeah, more Danny more. on the team is uh, it's her baby. Yeah, so that's she right. Loves it. So, um, but yeah, you know, we're getting like luxury listings picking us up and yeah. boss homes and and you know these kind of things. You know, and all of a sudden we're getting you know thirty thousand plus. Uh, you know, likes and stuff. So yeah, it's, that it's is good. Yeah, yeah. Good for you guys. That's yeah. great. Yeah. Um, so, uh, so you, you're saying you don't know where the, where the market is or the industry is going in terms of advertising and lead generation, but are you finding that it's moving a lot quicker than it did sort of in the nineties? You know, it's, it's, you know, with technology and reach and, it's supposed to make it life easier, and I don't really. Sometimes I question that. <laughs> you know, my phone's still going at eleven at night, and uh, yeah. you're always connected, right? You're so, always connected. Yeah, like you just can't get away, and you know, I don't even want to know how many minutes I put on this phone a month. It tells you every year, every month, yeah, yeah I think I every week. I just don't want to know, but it's yeah, uh, it's um, yeah. You get married to it. You know, no question. I don't even turn it off at night because I don't want to miss if there's a call at four in the morning coming in from somewhere international. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So. Wow. One day. <laughs> <laughs> so you, you were mentioning you have clients from all over the world. Um, you've created effectively international brand. I mean, Whistler is right now. What are they? What do they rank in terms of in the world for uh, resort? Uh, it, it varies on who's doing yeah. the, the ranking, whether it's Ski Magazine and all this. Right? Yeah. So we're always up in the top and top uh, three. Yeah, usually, yeah, yeah, yeah. And a lot of times we've been number one, and uh, it's been a little growing pains with Vail buying Whistler Black Combs. So I think the whole customer service and that's kind of gone off a little bit um, right. but yeah as I tell my 14 year old change isn't easy so you know no. we've got to give them a chance and uh, you know yeah you know, we'll, we'll pop out the other side not that it's terrible don't get me wrong but it's uh, yeah it's just know. different yeah it's it's different. Different. We're, we're, in a, we're in a tough times in this town because we need affordable housing these kids have nowhere to live so right you know, we've got restaurants that aren't even open at lunch these days because they don't have staff they're just staff. burning them out right incredible so for dinner and that kind of thing so um, yeah, we're in desperate need of. So you have a lot. There's a lot of wealth in Whistler right now, but not a lot of ability to service that wealth. Very much. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and I think that's more the veil model is they want uh, they want that higher net worth individual, and they don't they, they want less lineups and charge more. That's my understanding of their business model. So right. But it's uh, yeah, when customer service, you know, it can be the little things, right? You know, housekeeping, and you know, and guys pouring your water at a restaurant if they're you know it's just uh, yeah it's we're in tough times right now so and they're working on it but right you know, it's not something that you can just you know create 500 rental apartments overnight it, it takes time there's a process and right so Whistler is its own little economy I mean really it is it is much different than Vancouver it is oh, it's, night and day. it truly is you know when you get a lot of a lot of clients right now you know with Vancouver in slower times, you know, thinking that, well, it's inevitable that Whistler will slow down. And I don't think we'll stay as frothy as we were in 15, 16, and 17, but, um, yeah, we just, we, you know, we had no mainland Chinese buying in, in Whistler, so it, it, like, zero. We had one guy that bought two houses, and he lives here. He's not even, you know, right. kids go to school here. Right. Um, and that's it. Like, truly, it's, you know, it's... That's it, incredible. Yeah. So you know, so what really fueled Vancouver never happened here. Right. Yeah. It was, it was a completely different demographic that was buying. So, 
Um, you know, and currency for sure is helping us right now. That Canadian dollar down is just, you know, the hotels do well. If the Four Seasons is busy, I'm busy because, yeah. you know, it's just, it, it just, you know, there's just a direct correlation with that. And, uh, and the hotels are rocking it, you know, they're doing incredibly well. Right. That's fantastic. And, and you are uh, an advocate of giving back um, in terms of time, money, and whatnot. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, yeah. I've done a lot of fundraising over the years. Um, you know, I've wheeled across Canada in 99. So we have a, a $6 million chair for uh, Slam yeah. Court Research. I yeah. board, it's called out in the city. Um, I used to be the guy that would write checks, and then once I had my car accident, I kind of started asking for checks. Um, now I'd say I'm kind of back more writing the checks, <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, I'm not going to wheel across Canada anytime soon. That's neat, but, though. Uh, but you know, I did a ride to conquer cancer, you know, three times, four times, three oh, no times. Kidding. Yeah, you know, so things like that. You know, I have a hand cycle, and uh, yeah, um, yeah, and just you know, you know, always giving. You know. So you, so you. So a lot of people that listen to this podcast are young realtors or you're a realtor that are struggling. Um, you know, I think that if anybody was going to struggle on paper, I think it would be, would have been you. Mm. So, you know, for all the listeners out there, um, if you put your mind to it, you can do it. Oh yeah. Very much. Yeah, yeah. It's just mindset. Yeah. Just you know, it's believe yeah. in it. Yeah. And yeah. It, it's not easy. It's no, you know, it's it, especially if you want to be a you know a top producer and that you yeah. gotta work like it's you gotta be somewhat married to it and things will suffer in life because of it. But yeah. you know, at some point, I wouldn't trade my life for anything. I love this industry, and this profession, and uh, you know, for the most part, there's a lot of great people in it. Yeah, and, um, yeah, and no days ever the same. That's my favorite thing. That's I love, I love that no day is the same, and I love that. I don't have to answer to anybody. I can be spontaneous. And if you said, hey, you know what? Let's go to Vegas tonight for a couple of nights. I don't have to ask anybody. You just go. You can do it. Ask yourself. I love that. that. You know, obviously, uh, you know, you have to maintain to be responsible with your business and stuff and family. But, um, but yeah, I I do love that it's... It's consistently inconsistent. It's it's (laughs) definitely not nine to five. It's more seven to 11. uh, Yeah. um, So that's one, that's one takeaway as well. I mean, you thinking if you you may think you're working hard, but the chances are you're probably not working hard enough, and then or smart enough as well, and yeah, doing the right nice balance. If you can have the work ethic, but also yeah, be smart with it, hundred percent. Were there any really take time? You know, the, it, there's no question. The longer you're in this business, the easier it gets because you just continue building up that database and you're continuing getting more referrals. Yeah, um, you know, I had a call this morning. And within 20 minutes, had listing paperwork going, and I sold the guy a place 20 years ago. No kidding. Yeah, you know, and he, you know, is on my invite list to come to our client party, and we send letters to the building he's in, and uh, hadn't talked to him literally in 20 years, and like didn't miss a beat. Just wow. You know, so it, yeah, it does get easier over time. So you follow up, follow up, follow up consistently with We're, your database. The girls are very good with, with our database management, no question. Right. Yeah. And, you know, and if I look at, you know, top 200, top 500, you know, client kind of lists, um, so much of that came back to doing open houses back in the day when we were doing projects. Insane. So open houses is a, is a critical element. It was back in the day. You know, I don't do them now. Um, 
you know, I just, I literally don't have the time to do it. Right. Um, but it, um, I can sure trace a large percent of my database back to those people and then referrals from those people and it just snowballs. Snowballs from there. No pun intended in Whistler. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, I, I completely agree. I think it's a, it's a commonality that open houses are how people build their database. It's the best place to meet people that are really willing to talk about real estate, not necessarily buy or sell right away, but just talk. Yeah. And, 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 if well, you, and it just, you, you, yeah, you just, you get better at talking. You do get better at at everything when you're talking to potential clients. Like it's just yeah, you're constantly training. Yeah, and now you can do it with with technology. God, back in the day, you know, when I was doing open houses, you had a, a, a pager. You didn't even have cell phones. That's <laughs> right. And you know, so you were like you were stuck for you know however many hours. You know, and we used to do with projects and stuff. We used to do 363 open houses a year. Yeah. Yeah. We took Christmas Day off and New Year's Day off. Other than that, we had open houses going, right? And uh, yeah. Wow. Maybe it's old school that I still talking about open houses. I don't know, but it, uh, in this no, I think it, I think it's important. I mean, yeah. there's some things that are fundamentals that won't change in real estate. And you can sit in an open house and you have your phone and you have your computer and you, so why be in the office being distracted? So you're, you're saying every single day of the week you're doing open houses? Every, yeah. Makes sense. Religious. Why not? Yeah. Yeah. Well, it'll reduce your office fees. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, yeah. got back in the day, we used to pump out a ton of business doing them. Like, you know, it's incredible. You know, yeah. Um, while we wrap up here, I ask every agent this question. Um, so, what? Yeah. <laughs> uh, what single piece of advice would you give your younger self on day one when starting your business in real estate? Oh my god. Um, what advice? Yeah, you know what? The more people you talk to, the more business you're going to do. Like it's that simple. Like, yeah, don't hide behind emails, even though the emails weren't back then. But yeah, like get out and talk to people, meet people. Right. Um, yeah, just promote yourself and tell everybody what you do and be ethical and work hard. Be eth- yeah, that's yeah. a really good point. You can't. There's no skipping steps. No, no. Yeah. It's it's nice. It's nice when you're not hungry because you can just be true to everything. Um, you know, I think there's a lot of newer people you, that are somewhat desperate to do deals and maybe get out of the comfort zone of being ethical and that, which is a shame. But, right. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And then back to the product knowledge, knowing what you're talking about is key to life. Right. It truly is. Perfect. What a great story. Nice. That's incredible. It's inspiring. I want to go do an open house <laughs> in Whistler. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> Thanks very much. Thanks, John Ryan. And John, how can people get a hold of you? How can they find you on social media? What's your website? Uh, real estate at Whistler, uh, .ca okay. and .com. Um, and yeah, just yeah, you Google John Ryan Whistler. I better pop up at the top and pay for it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, John. Thanks so much, Scott, and everybody for listening. And uh, have a wonderful day.